0: Hi, Hi. <laughs> my name is Giancarlo Casanova Gonzalez and with me for my LBS 301 teaching in a multicultural classroom are
1: Karina Rio. Hi, I'm Sydney. Um, today we're going to be talking about a lot of different things.
2: So we're going to start off by talking about hegemony.
1: <laughs> Karina, that's such a funny way to say. I know, right? In the beginning of class, Hysterical. I thought it was I thought it was hegemony,
0: hegemony,
1: <laughs> hegemony. Yeah, hegemony.
0: Dude, I couldn't say it either, but okay. now I'm fluent.
1: And we <laughs> know the definition no, about it. No. So, Jen,
0: liberal what's the studies?
2: definition
1: about this yeah. word? Hegemony.
0: Um. So, hegemony means it's a, it's a system of oppression. Where you have those who are coercing the people who are consenting. And Sid, would you like to finish that off?
1: Yeah, um so it's a system of oppression where the people on top are like the leadership or the dominance is oppressing the people and they're continuing to give their consent, which creates this um around circle of oppression. Um that is agreed upon I guess by a community um whether willingly or unwillingly and we see this in many places like schools and teachers um and I know yeah in districts um,
0: like board members
1: yeah and in a lot of different places but I know you guys had uh stories about like teachers and names specifically
0: oh yeah so like referring to the article teachers please learn our names um by Rita Coley and Daniel G. Solarzano, uh, it really spoke out to me because me and myself, I kind of have an unusual name, and the school that I went to was like all my teachers from like k through eighth grade were were white to say the least, and um they never really bothered to like really learn my name and um uh, an important quote from the article, which I found very very, very interesting was um Uh, names names can connect children to their ancestors country of origin or ethnic group and often have deep meaning or symbolism for parents and families when a child goes to school and their name is mispronounced or changed it can negate the thought care and significance of the name and thus the identity of the child i never really thought about it like that until i read this article because i don't know having every teacher just tell me like oh you have a hard name is that like i'm just not going to say it I I I I I just got kind of used to it. I'm sorry that I stuttered there, but, I this is a podcast, so I'm just like this is how I talk oh, with, with my flow. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And um, can I say that on my podcast? Yeah, you I can already say anything did. on your podcast. Okay, <laughs> lol. But um, yeah, I didn't like the fact that like I got used to like being embarrassed of like actually saying my name or like even like as like I got older to sixth or seventh grade, it was always like. Uh, like on the Roshi coming down. They're always like and it's just like, oh, that's me. Like I had to be like, oh, that's me. Like, kind of felt embarrassing that like I had a weird name, or like, people like just be like, wait, how do you say your name? Like I don't know. I got this like the like negative like vibes from the like from my classmates from the teacher. I'm like, I don't know. That's why maybe I was always so shy as a kid in, in like K through eight because i mean the teacher would butcher my name and just like like instead of like learning my name and teaching it to the class he just or they or she just like skipped through it and like it kind of just like made me who i am today kind of like like very like anti-social i guess but i'm working on it and like i believe that i'm better and like and i hope to do better for the students of my classroom in the future but yeah like i really just thought that was important like Learn people's names. Learn from where they come from. Learn their community. And
2: because of this experience, what would you do, like, as a future teacher, to make sure no students ever feel the way you felt?
0: I mean, first of all, I'd ask them to like repeat or say their name how it's supposed to be said, and like maybe ask them like, does this, does it symbolize anything, or does it mean anything to your family? Does it mean anything to you? Do you take pride, honor in your name? I mean, if someone would have asked me that, I would have been like, yeah, I mean, my mom gave me this name for a reason. It was, like, my great-grandfather's name, and, like, you know, it's a part of my family, and the fact that, like, you, no teacher took time or, like, effort in, like, learning my name, not, e- not even my last name. They were just like, uh, okay, I'm gonna... You know, they didn't even care. Right. And it was just, like... And that's,
1: like, that's a part of your
2: community culture
0: Yeah, like... I okay. mean and
2: for people that don't know how to pronounce
0: your name, how do you pronounce your name? Giancarlo, like like that. Like very Italian. Giancarlo. It's simple like I I don't know how people could just like not get that, but I guess like it's not no Andrew or Maria or, or Sydney or Sydney, you know? It's I guess it's nine letters too long for some people. I love that. I think
2: this also like Talking about it doesn't it remind you guys about the video that we watched?
0: What video? Oh, the, well, you gotta the be more specific. The
2: key and peel, the key and peel video,
1: um, where he like comes into the classroom, yeah Oh,
0: oh, like um, a like, aaron? Yeah, the yeah, a, a-, 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 a- Ron. Ron. Yeah, it does remind me of that, and like.
2: And that's pretty much how like teachers, like the video was funny, but that's really how teachers butcher some student's name it's like oh you're telling no me but how that to say that it?
0: ties back into the idea of hegemony because it's like it's the teacher's way or yeah. no one's way yeah, like right. it was like no your name is Jay quillen not jacqueline yeah right. and it's like the students are like uh what do we do like right. we're just gonna keep going with it because he's the teacher and he's in charge and like that's mm-hmm. the whole concept of hegemony and like teachers abusing the power when they should be using it for good and like you know, actually right. taking the time to learn from their students as well, because in the educational field, it's not where the t- it's not the banking method where the teachers are just um, feeding the children all this information. And the kids are just supposed to like digest it like some type of pill. You know, mm-hmm. it's um learning from your students and students learning from you. It works both ways. Yeah,
1: I think uh, it can bring up this like kind of Can I harsh. say something
0: before it leaves my head? I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. But like, learning from your students and learning about their community cultural wealth is very important. Because as a teacher, you're not going to go into a school not knowing the community that you're, you're working for, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to understand what these kids' lives are back at home to be able to teach them. Because not every kid is the same.
2: Right. And it ties so into equity and let's equality. Let's define community cultural wealth.
0: Hi, Community, Culture, Wealth. Uh, do you guys want to define it? I feel like I've been talking for a while, but um, let me just pull up the article if you guys want me to define it.
1: It's, um, well, someone, or I have it as an uh, array of knowledge or skills or abilities um, and contacts possessed by and used by a community, um, whether that's of color or not. Um, yeah, that's what I have it as. So it's, it's basically... Um, a system or not even a system but just things that you have from your culture that help you to thrive
0: yeah and um one of the one of the big ones that like um really stood out to me well like there there was 10 that we really talked about they're all they're um they capitals they're referred to as capitals and like the one that really stood out to me though was um the aspirational capital and aspirational capital refers to the ability to maintain hopes and dreams for the future, even in the face of real and perceived barriers. And it hits home because like, well, maybe for you guys too, but from where I come from, my parents would always tell me like, reach for the stars, go beyond, you know, aim high. Even though like in the back of like the, like, the, the true reality is based on the color of our skin and like of the people we are, we're always going to be minorities. Right. and like the funny thing is about minorities in this country that we live in is that minorities are actually the majorities it's um it's the majority's way of coercing us into this so called like what's it called like uns- like I don't know like de- derogatory term
1: sense of hegemony
0: yeah like you know what I'm trying to say
1: Yeah.
0: and it's like how do we get put into that I mean, probably dates back to, like, some time ago, but that just was something I'd like to bring up.
2: I think for me, the one that stood out to me the most was linguistic capital, just because it talks about how, like, the different languages, and it just ties back to, like, my childhood. That was my first language I learned. Mm -hmm. It was Spanish, so, like, that's literally all my grandparents spoke. My mom, she only spoke Spanish at home. So when I started school i didn't really know english and then the teachers i felt like they were pressuring me to just speak english and i was just like i don't know english i only yeah. know spanish and i was like oh, well Jimmy. you can't speak spanish in school because everyone else speaks english so i think that one was the one that was most important to me because it was them trying to force me to lose that part of my identity mm-hmm. to tie like well, for me to fit in, they kind of wanted room. you to
0: like probably erase that and just like yeah. the only way to succeed in this country is to um speak English. Speak and are not only that; they probably refer to English as a dominant language, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Languages don't have like dominancy or like is that a word?
2: Yes, dominancy. Like language is a
0: language. It's whatever you wherever you come from yeah. that like. Oh I my was... God! Is that a Dwight Schrute sweater? Yeah, it is. What the heck? that's crazy i love it
1: um but what, what
2: anyway what? thanks for the compliment on my sweater yeah
0: but i think cool. also
2: like on the news i remember i think it was on the news i had seen how they were saying that they kind of want everyone to just speak english in this country but 20 years from now they were saying i believe it was the primary language in it's, this country it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be spanish, spanish because that's what most people speak so
0: you, do, do you believe that? Were they talking about it, like, in the sense of the state or the sense of the country?
1: Actually, the Spanish is going to be the dominant language no. across the world. Yeah.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, because
1: yeah. most countries um, either speak Spanish, and in China, form. kids, like, are learning
2: Spanish. Learning, yeah.
0: What? Like, That's Like, it's one so of the primary crazy.
2: languages that either it's the first language you start learning or it's a second language that they start teaching you in school. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, thanks guys. I really appreciate you guys informing me on that. Yeah. Um,
1: and, and then those two things that you guys were talking about like with your names and with um, your speaking Spanish, um, those tie into this sense of intersectionality um, of the things that make up, all the things that make up of who we are. Um, and those can always be like under systems of oppression. But I think once like there's certain parts of it that are under the hegemony that's like super hard um because you don't know which ones to start fixing first um what do you mean wait, wait
0: what do you mean by fixing
1: let's well we have to fix oppression
0: <laughs> oh i thought you meant like fixing as like, oh not fixing like you fixing no no like no morphing our identities <laughs> to what they want like no, no. no I you think should be fixing, proud of where you come from.
2: The system to accept people for are, yeah. Rather yeah. than try to make them
0: become. So like, I have exactly a personal like question for else. you, Karina. Okay. Knowing that you're you have like um uh what's they call emphasis on Spanish on your major, mm-hmm. um so how would you incorporate Spanish or the bilingualism in your classroom?
2: Um, are you gonna be
0: like the teachers who told you, you no know, learn English? I hope not, but I, I want to hear your honestly. Your I hope on that.
2: I'm not one of those teachers,
0: girl. And, you don't say hope. Say no. I am not. All
2: right, I will not be one of those teachers. <laughs> I feel like I want to encourage students to use their home languages. It's the same thing. There's so much like history out there that I could make it into a lesson plan and focus maybe one day on Mexican like language that which is obviously Spanish, you know. And then students that speak Spanish, they could say how they learned it, who in their family speaks it, why it's important to them. There's also different languages like, oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now.
0: Like,
2: um, well, there's different languages, French, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah Vietnamese, French, you know, Vietnamese. French,
0: French.
2: Yeah, so that if there's different students that speak those different languages, mm-hmm. I could also dedicate a day of teaching about their language and then getting the kids to explain why it's important to them you know what i love that
0: i love why you said like if there's a student in your class who speaks a language and they may like be the only person who speaks that language maybe like as a as an educator you just take some time out of your your week and Mm -hmm. just like like do some research on the language and like some of the culture about it and like the cultures, customs, custom traditions about that Mm -hmm. So that that kid doesn't feel singled out. I don't know. It's something to think about as you go into the education. It'll like, be like a then,
2: good learning experience for all the other students as well as to show students that if they speak another language, to embrace right. it rather than what yeah. they did to me and, and kind of try to shut it down.
0: To accept diversity. Yeah. And, and I just, feel like
2: that's,
1: that's valuing not only, like, one person's community, cultural wealth, but, like, every person individually and as a whole. Um, because, like, you can value, like one wealth and then you can switch it to another like if like for instance your teachers obviously valued like euro centric american mm-hmm. ideas um and then you could accidentally like do that to spanish speakers or like specifically latinos but then there's also going to be other kids in your class mm-hmm. um and so we don't want to like also single those kids out either but like celebrating all of all of it um in its individuality and in its wholeness also that'll be amazing
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: With these topics, I think it also comes back to, like, student identity Mm -hmm. and trying to understand. Well, we need to understand that all students aren't the same. And that's what a lot of the school systems are trying to do. Mm -hmm. And teach them to learn the exact same way when, in reality, there's different ways to help students learn and thrive.
0: Yeah, well... I think teachers should know the difference between equity and equality equity is um the quality of being fair and impartial whereas equality is um the same for everybody and a great um example of this is like sidewalks sidewalks nowadays have ramps for Mm -hmm. those with disabilities Mm -hmm. you're not going to have sidewalks with no ramps it may be the equal thing the same for all to have sidewalks with no ramps Mm -hmm. but it's not being um, it's not equal. accommodating yeah. to those who need assistance
1: right
0: does that mean that just because that person needs assistance is not is not as equal as us or as anyone else no we're all equal but we're not. we're all, no, we're, we're, all. We're, all,
1: we're all equal but we we all need different helps in different places yeah. so when when we place a system of equity then we can all get the help we need in the places that we need it instead of us all just having to be having to have this equal thing then we don't all get what we need
0: exactly and um that's that's coming into like that video we were watching the other day in class remember the one that we took notes on
2: oh yeah About, um, the um of how they were trying to eliminate in um, in Arizona w- yeah, yeah 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 that did- they were trying like, to eliminate
0: We saw how um culture. broken families came into like like yeah. we saw how a fifteen year old girl has to become the mother figure in her family. Mm. And like just imagine that. Fifteen years old, they're like they're turning kids into adults. Not that they're turning it's the way that the world is. They're like forcing but them to become they're young adults, adults quick. Like they're right. And um I think teachers don't notice that mm-hmm. and like that we have that especially in my household I had a I had so many responsibilities that the schoolwork just held on to that and although I I was I was a good student I had the grades I had you know the I guess the knowledge and like the balance in my life at the time but there's others who don't because they probably have it like they probably have it worse at home like and I think teachers need to like understand that and not just be like no we're doing this now I'm sorry that you're like you're not you're not you're falling behind like, it's no. kind of
2: like i'm sorry about your home problems but you're in school now so you yeah. gotta kind of get it together and learn and if you don't well that's your right. fault and it turns into like equality versus equity again
1: um uh-huh. uh, and versus, they also like said... we we're all here so we're all gonna do this yeah. instead of like addressing or even thinking about not necessarily like starting with addressing but like teachers now don't even think about the problems kids that have at home
0: okay and another thing i want to talk about in this podcast is um the educational gap we learned that um over time it's remaining the same that like yeah if we're progressing as minorities people of color whites are also going higher it's still the same amount of gap like this past span of years and um i kind of forgot what i was doing with that
1: can we call them whites
0: can we yeah I mean that's what they refer them to. What do you want to say
2: Caucasian? You repeat ca- I like Caucasian. Okay, oh,
0: yeah, we'll say Caucasians okay. from that one. But
2: I, I mean I think it is fine because I mean it's the same thing with like how we say blacks. You know how like in textbooks it says say blacks So yeah. some people say African Americans. But I, I want to say We can say blacks. blacks for this podcast cuz I'm black.
0: You can say blacks.
1: You can say black. You can call me brown. Okay. You just said bra- You just said no,
0: black. No. I I take it offensive when people call me brown cuz I you're feel brown. like no but when a person that's not brown calls me brown oh, okay. i take that I offensive you. because wh- like it dates back to like racism and like why are you calling me brown okay. like i don't know wait but if
1: i were to call you brown no
0: i i wouldn't mind but if like someone else oh, yeah because i don't want a caucasian like, person but, called me brown I'm like right. okay what's it to you
1: but you know? because like sometimes like people look like racially ambiguous so like i don't know if they're like uh middle eastern or like latino okay yeah so they're a brown person instead of like i mean of course i'm gonna go ask that person like if i from actually talking about them i probably should know um (laughs) but until further notice they are a brown person
0: yeah i guess it just depends on the person too how they (laughs) take it i
2: don't i personally don't it offensive. Like I don't
0: take it, it offensive unless it's a white person that I don't but know. But I think it just if depends it's on their tone. If it's my friend and I know their background and, like, they hey, kind of grew up, like... I mean,
2: they call me morena. Like, a lot of my yeah. family are Yeah, friends. but
0: that's your they family call, they call and they're the same skin honey. color yeah. as you. I'm talking about what if, like...
2: They're not the same, it. same color as me. I'm the darkest one in the family. But you know but, what I mean? Like,
0: we're all shades of brown. Like, if some white mother i'm just kidding if some caucasian <laughs> fellow from irvine or you know orange county comes up to you and says hey brown girl um can you go fetch me like
1: well i hope they never like oh hey i hope that it girl. doesn't come to that
0: i know but, but again, like, i think i would like, laugh i think i
1: would like burst out laughing just be like <laughs> um no.
0: i guess like our generation now we're like we're just like we're educated so we'll just be like okay we're right. weirdo i'm just gonna ignore you
2: Just walk and mind
0: in. my business but then like there's some people who will take it offensive and yeah. like that's me and i just and but, i think um, that
1: i think that depends on our community cultural wealth as well
0: be yeah it's a way of navigating through like streets of the unknown, mm-hmm. like parts of the world that we need to discover or that like, we're gonna be teaching it and um but what i what was i saying about that um that video
2: Oh. You were talking
0: about the gaps. how, how Oh, talking about, about the are, educational gap. And it, it's only because, I can't say it's only because, but, like, from personal experience, like, <sighs> we have sometimes parents working two jobs sometimes. Like, my, my dad, for instance, he was never home until, like, 9 p.m. every night just to tuck us into bed. And he'd get up at 5 in the morning to go to work. He worked as a construction worker, and then as a busboy at a California Pizza Kitchen. He worked day all day, and it's like when he's not in the house, my brother and I had to pick up the slack of being the like the male dominant figure in the household. I don't know if that sounded right, yeah. but and it's just like teachers need to understand. The community that they're teaching in because there's kids who have parents who are busting their ass off every day and then them to just say, oh, where's your homework? It's like...
1: Right, that's the how, last thing you're worried about. Like That's
0: you, the last thing I'm worried about. Like, no. What do you mean where's my homework? And,
1: and did I eat yesterday? Yeah. Did
0: I, like, did depending I get a on the full community, eight hours of sleep?
1: Depending on the community, it's like, sis, I didn't even know I was coming to school today.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, teachers need to be... Like informed not inf- they need to inform themselves on right. the community like the
1: school that i work at now um it was it was raining one day last week and like half the kids didn't show up um
0: probably because of transportation that's what i thought
1: too because like like if you're a mom like you're not gonna make your kids walk to school in the rain exactly. because they're gonna get sick And then you're gonna have like only that they probably can't
0: even afford umbrellas or like the proper rain gear. They probably show up to school all wet, and they probably get sick after that. Yeah. So and it's like, don't blame them for missing school. Find a way to get them to school, like right. Not not you like specifically as a teacher, but as a school, as as a as a district, as a community, there should be transportation for kids to go to school. I don't care if you live like a block away or a mile away. If you need to ride a bus, you take that bus.
2: I think right there it's just, like, getting teachers to take the time to get to know their students. I don't know. I think this was, like, a year ago, if you guys saw in the news, how there was this one student that he had to walk, like, like, his house was really far away. And what the teacher did out of his time was, after class, he would actually walk the student to his house because he knew that the neighborhood wasn't... Like the friendly, best. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like a criminal like section of the neighborhood. So that what the teacher did was he took time out of his day to walk the student home every single day, just to make sure that student got home safely. Right.
0: See, so, yeah, and that's I don't know. I so, think we just
2: need more teachers like that.
0: Yeah. We so, do. like,
1: what would you guys do? Like, as as we're going to be teachers, um, why is it important for us to? To know and address um, equity, and how do we do that in our classrooms?
0: I mean, the only way to like be equitable, teachers is um, getting getting that getting to that personal level with your students, like really understanding where they're coming from, and um, knowing the resources in their community where they can reach out to if they need support, where their parents can reach out to if they need support. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's also well like you said you could take a day and make it into another lesson plan to help teach the students about their community see what resources are out there and then just helping them because that's the only way teach I mean students are going to thrive if you take the time to get to know them right
0: exactly my teachers didn't even get to know my name that's why I mean I didn't have I didn't have a really like like strong bond until like my ninth grade no it was actually eighth grade um you know remember miss inciso she was actually the first like teacher of color that i had Until this day she still like since i work for the school that yeah. she works at now alondra she like literally greets me like if she's one of my aunts or my dìas. yeah you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think that once teachers like understand and address intersectionality and how how that works with hegemony and how they could possibly or potentially be the system of hegemony um then that helps to eliminate like the cause of hegemony and why and especially getting to know your students like individually like what Karina was saying that can help eliminate that so I think that that's that's what I'm gonna try to do as a teacher
2: yeah yeah we should all work together Dude, that'd district, be so fun. Start attacking all the problems together. Yeah. I
0: honestly would be so, like...
2: Come up with, like, a superhero group name. Yeah. Helping students thrive. Beans. Ooh, helping yes. students
0: thrive. And um, one more thing before this podcast ends. I just want to sh- uh, not give a shout-out, but give a little, like, inspiration to those who come from a community of color. Don't, don't ever be ashamed from where you come from. The things you learn and the people you are like from like for instance the people the community that i come from paramount i think we're all very humble um people and we know like right or wrong we know our values and
2: we all know each other not only that
0: (laughs) but like we're good people and it's just we're living in a world of oppression and just be proud of where you come from right the end
2: yeah, as we close, any
1: other last words as we close? It was
2: really fun working with you guys. Aww. Very interesting. Thank we'll, you.
0: Thank we'll, you link Jen our, we'll link our
1: liberal studies teacher's email down below. So if you guys have any questions, please don't email us. Her name is Jen Stacy. Please email her. She,
0: she knows. She knows. She's a yeah. very great teacher. Very well informed about teaching in a multicultural
2: in a hegemony.
0: I swear. I. The one thing that I will take out of this class, well, the biggest thing I'll take out of this class is hegemony.
1: Right. I'll take intersectionality. That's the one that I'll take. And
0: I guess you're taking community cultural wealth.
2: Yeah,
0: community cultural wealth for me. On three, one, we're going to say bye. Two, Bye. Bye. (laughs) Look at us.